If we want to join God in victory, then we need to play by God's rules. And I've heard it said now from pastors, and I think this is spot on. If you aren't made uncomfortable from time to time during sermons, then your pastor is probably not in the Bible. That's kind of a haunting statement, isn't it? Todd Herman Show is 100% disapproved by big pharma, technocrats, and tyrants everywhere. Now, from the high mountains of free America, here's the Emerald City Exile, Todd Herman. Today is the day the Lord has made. These are the times through which God has decided we shall live. And this is God's podcast, and that's God's podcast player, and that's God's car. And it's God's couch in which you're seated. Those are God's kids. You've been given the privilege and the uh, always the pleasure. It's never a challenge <laughs> to steward our children. There is no such thing as the secular world. It just simply doesn't exist. How could it? If you believe in God Almighty and the fact that he created everything, then there is no secular world. Not even our finances, right? Zach Abraham, Bulwark Capital Management. KnowYourRiskRadio.com. Bulwark is the partner of the week. Uh, This is inspired by... My feelings upon watching the train wreck that is Hunter Biden. And it's, I mean, Ashley Biden also appears to be an utter, an utterly tortured woman. But she at least is not out, I think, torturing others. And Hunter, of course, has, well, grifted and stolen and and he is the biggest national security risk you could ever, ever imagine. And his father, the figurehead, um, well, I guess there's some comfort in the fact that he's the figurehead and therefore not actually in charge. And so maybe he's less, less pliably blackmailed. Although he still has the nuclear codes, one would think. Oh, maybe they just handed him a sandwich and said it's the nuclear codes. But it's an unsettling thought that God loves our enemies. And how do I know that? Because he told us to. So we're going to talk about the Hunter Biden laptop, what's in it, the alleged hack of Hunter Biden's phone. I saw someone who tends to be pretty smart online. Uh, He's a very level-headed conservative thinker, and he's a technology guy for real. And he thinks it's a deep fake the Hunter Biden phone from 4chan. I I don't agree. Uh, I don't think Chris has seen the code at this, so he doesn't know. It's it's, it's his belief. We'll talk about that, but I want to start with a couple of things. One is an email uh, from a listener named Chris. Todd, love you, bro, but God does not love everyone unconditionally. This was a pet peeve of R.C. Sproul. We have to stop saying this as Christians. God loves his creation, but uh, loves his children with a fatherly, eternal love. 
Remember Jesus owns uh, Jesus' own words to Nicodemus. Jesus loves us, but only if we repent and believe upon him. John 3, 18 through 21. He who believes in him is not condemned, but he who does not believe in um, is condemned already because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten son of God. And this is the condemnation that the light has come into the world and men love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. For everyone practicing evil hates the light and does not come to the light, lest his deeds should be exposed. But he who does the truth comes to the light, and his deeds may be clearly seen that they have been done in God. And Chris, I love you too, brother. And you did tell me to keep up the good work. And I would just also quote John, um, God is light in him. There is no darkness at all. Wouldn't hatred be darkness? And I would also just point to this, brother, because it relates to this conversation, because this is the hard conversation to me uh, about Hunter Biden and about what we're asked to think of with Hunter Biden. Let's start with Matthew 5, 43 through 48. You've heard it, heard that it was said, love your neighbors and hate your enemies. This is the Lord Jesus speaking. But I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, that you may be children of your father in heaven. He comes, uh, he causes the sun to rise on the evil and the good. And he sends, sends rains on the righteous and the unrighteous. If you love those who love you, what reward will you get? Are not even the tax collectors doing that? And if you greet only your own people, what are you doing more than others? Do not even pagans do that? Be perfect, therefore, as your heavenly father is perfect. I would point to the apostle Paul. Prior to being turned into the apostle Paul, he was Saul. Acts 9, 1 through 19. Meanwhile, Saul was still breathing out murderous threats against the Lord's disciples. He went to the high priest and asked him for letters to the synagogues in Damascus so that if he found anyone there who belonged to the way, that was what they used to call Christians, the way, whether man or woman, he might take them as prisoner to Jerusalem. As he neared Damascus on his journey, suddenly a light from heaven flashed around him. He fell to the ground and heard a voice say to him, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? Who are you, Lord? Saul asked. I am Jesus whom you are persecuting. Now get up and go into the city and you will be told what to do. So the Lord Jesus selected a guy who was out murdering Christians to join the family because he loved him, because he loved us. No greater love hath man than to lay down his life for his brother. And God so loved the world that he gave his only son. It doesn't say God so loved part of the world, some of the world, some people in the world. God so loved the world. Now, to Chris's point, he's exactly right. There is a different relationship between the Lord and people who accept the Lord Jesus as Savior. There is a different relationship. You are being readopted into a family that we left with our sin problem. And... We have the model of the prodigal son. The moral of the prodigal son's story is not that the father began to love one son more than the other. The prodigal, he loved them equally. And he welcomed the prodigal back with equal love. It is not with hatred that the Lord sees people condemned. After all, he doesn't condemn them. He doesn't do the condemning. 
They do. We condemn ourselves. As you do to the least of these, so you do to me. When I was in prison, you did not visit me. He's speaking of himself in prison. And of course, later the apostles said, but Lord, when were you in prison? I was the prisoner and you did not come and visit. So I don't think there's any model to support biblically that the Lord hates or loves others less. He loves us all enough to want us all in his family. Even as he, in his perfect knowledge, knows that many people are simply not going to join. Which brings me to this. This is a mother in the separate fallen country of San Francisco. And she's speaking here about an experience that it's, it's difficult to fathom. I say difficult, not impossible, because I have met parents like this. I've met parents who are going through things like this and who've gone through it. This is a woman, and imagine being in this circumstance that, that your beloved child is, is living in sex trafficking camps, your daughter is living in a sex trafficking camp, so completely addled and addicted to meth that she can't leave. Her only source of food and meth is to let people gratify themselves using her body. Strangers, 50 times a day. That's the only source. So that's what she's doing, and you know this. And you're up all night. And you know that somewhere out there in a stinking, urine-soaked, feces-soaked mess, the little baby you held, you breastfed, whose diapers you changed, you sang to her, you think of the hope as you taught her to read, as you taught her to swim, as you watched her recognize the difference between cats and cows. And now there she is in this tent. And you go to where she's at and you try to bring her home. So I'd go drive the tenderloin and drive the tenderloin and found her at one point and tried to kind of drag her into the car. Um, she was not in a good place at all. She was not coherent, really. And the police came and asked me what I was doing, right? What am I doing? Whoa, you can't do this. I'm like, I can't do this? You see what's going on right here, right? So the police will let her just use openly, but- Openly using, um, dealer right there, five tents. She was literally in the tent, you know, and I'm trying to drag her into the car to get her out of this. And they're coming to me saying, you, you, what are you doing? Oh, I was a kidnapping. We got a, a, a report of a kidnapping going on. You, And questioning me, I said, listen, this is my kid. I'm her mom. If you're going to take me to jail, you're taking us both. So I'd go drive the tenderloin. And-, and she's different from Hunter Howe. Well, she doesn't get to sell the presidency. She doesn't get to grift. She is not a national security risk. She does not have secret service to protect her as she goes about 
gratifying her sexual desires on the bodies of prostitutes. And perhaps if the 4chan hack is real, Hunter Biden is a pedophile. And a, well, I mean, all pedophiles are disgusting. But I know families listen to this, so I'll not get more detailed. You can look it up. Please don't go to the 4chan site on your own. You'll end up with what is actual child pornography on your machines. I haven't done it. I advise you to not. So what's different? I mean, we have every bit of audio that's now we know came from the laptop of Hunter Biden. We, 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 we have, this is all verified stuff. I mean, this is, we've played the entire clip. I won't play the entire clip again because it's just horrific. This is Hunter Biden who decides to tape himself on his phone going downstairs. There's a woman who appears to be Russian. She's identified as an escort, meaning a prostitute or a, or a pimp. And Hunter was 5,000 short on the 10,000 he owed her. So in this time frame, we know because now we have the banking records that Hunter got in touch with who he apparently calls, according to the 4chan hack, he calls the figurehead pedo Peter, as in pedophile Peter, as in um, Biden, uh, the National Pulse reported several months ago that that Joe Biden uses the um, the nom de plume. I think it's Peter. I know it's Peter, but I think the last name is Weingarten. So that's his nom de plume. So that young woman, that, that mother talking about her child, I mean, Hunter is different by, I guess, connections, but not by type. Sweetheart. Hey. Hey. Are you okay? Everything fine? Are you hurt in any way? Any Anyway, are you hurt? Hey. Is anything hurt on you? Anything? I was literally saying, I'm sorry that it took so long to give you $10,000. Do you have any bruise? Anything? Is any? Have I ever touched you in a bad way? Ever? Have I asked you every time if I could touch you? Every time? Sweetheart, look at me. You cannot talk to me that way. And say things like that. Because I'm more respectful than anyone you've ever met. Are you okay? What? Yeah. No. I thought you said you wanted water. It's the only water I have. It's water sitting around that who knows what he put in it. So I don't imagine that the daughter of this poor woman is a predator like Hunter Biden's a predator. Hunter Biden's a predator. So we also have to recognize, though, as we're going to go through what's what's being found out about Hunter Biden, that he was also created by God. And Satan is so clever. And he's done this forever. That if we begin hating Hunter Biden, rather than hating the sin that has created Hunter Biden, and hating Joe Biden, rather than creating the sin, hating the sin that has allowed that figurehead to be in the position he's in, and to engage in the open thieving, 
if we don't remember that our enemies are not flesh and blood, but princes and, and, and principalities, spirits and principalities, we lose. We start to go off course. But in a sober look at all of this, it is impossible to escape the fact that Joe Biden should be nowhere near a county courthouse, let alone the White House. And I know what the left says, well, wait, did Hunter Biden turn into Joe Biden? No, but the financial records are solid. I will remind people in the audience, although I know it's a bit of preaching to the choir, that that it's possible to get records. A judge has ruled that dozens of documents about Ghislaine Maxwell's personal affairs, including those that reveal her dealings uh, with Jeff Epstein, uh, between Jeff Epstein and the Clintons, so a rapist and a likely rapist and the wife of a ripe, of a likely rapist, that, that has to be revealed. These things can come out with the proper pressure and the consistent pressure. Now, it's very clear why people don't want this to come out because a lot of the people who have control over it coming out are very, very likely have been clients of Ghislaine Maxwell who paid to rape kids. That's, I mean, let's, can we just say that? Why is that controversial? Why is that a whack theory? Since we know the circles in which Jeff Epstein ran. It's the exact circles that Satan would want to run. So the fact is that the financial records show without a shadow of a doubt that the guy that the figurehead thinks is the smartest man in the world They did business together. The 10% for the big guy was real. That was to Joe Biden. Joe Biden has grifted. Joe Biden is the most compromised human being ever to live in the White House. And and we'll we'll play some sound later on about people saying, oh, Trump. They they can't get away from Trump. And we all know if Eric Trump was in a hotel room with one hooker, he'd be in prison. We all know that. This is Senator Johnson who is a truth teller on COVID to a degree. He still will not take on big pharma. There's not a single Republican who will take on big pharma. If you ever wonder who's in charge, determine whom you're not allowed to criticize. Big pharma is in charge. Big pharma is the top of the food chain in the party. They've got the most money. They've got the most hooks into people. Big tech is catching up to that. Big finance is there. But big pharma, big pharma is in charge of our government. If you ever wonder who's in charge, determine who you're not allowed to criticize. So, so Ron Johnson is a truth teller, but he's a truth teller with the exception of speaking truth about big pharma because there's not a single Republican who's willing to do that and very few people in conservative media who are willing to call up big pharma as the murderers that big pharma are and big pharma but specifically Pfizer and Moderna are murdering people to this day with the help of Tony Fauci. We'll get to the Ron Johnson quote here in a second. It's pretty cool to have. It's pretty cool to have the Todd Herman Show shirts out. Uh, I'm buying some for my team. Uh, Only Dave, Digital Dave, bought one. Dave, why'd you buy one? I'd buy them for you. I buy them too, by the way. I don't get them at cost. So the Todd Herman Show shirts are here. It serves two purposes. One, it's a revenue stream for the show, albeit not a big one. Um, And it is a secondary way to advertise the show. 
here's what we're asking. If you buy a shirt, you go to the ToddHermanShow.com. There's a link right on top. There's the store. Right now, there's only t-shirts in there. I'll tell you flat out, they're 29 bucks. We make 10 bucks on each shirt. And it does two things. One, it's income for the show. Uh, it helps me pay Julie and Dave and pay the expenses here. And we've been blessed. Please don't ever think anybody has a cup out. We don't. Our sales team is enormously skilled. Um, the other thing it does is it gives you an opportunity to advertise the show. And yes, it doesn't say the show's name up front. Look, the Lord is our banner. On the front of the shirt say, the only need we take is to the Lord and the, the creations of the lions because we have the Lion of Judah on both shirts, different renderings of the Lion of Judah. One of them has the cross of Christ in the background. It's that's, I think it's becoming my favorite. So this is the way to advertise the shirt. The name of the show is on the back. That's on purpose. Because we'd like people to look at the shirt and go, wow, that's a cool quote. The only need we take is to the Lord. What's that for? And then you can turn around and the name of the show is, is on, the, um, on the back of the shirt. And it's very subtle. We want it to be subtle because really we'd like you to turn to your friend or whoever's talking to you in the grocery store and say, here's why I listen to it. Here's how you can get it. So it's the ToddHermanShow.com um, and there's a store link. If you buy a shirt, please take a picture with you, put it on social media and tag it. We're going to do some giveaways on that. Give you a gift pack of stuff. So this is Senator Ron Johnson uh, talking about what they've learned. Now, this is from the laptop, which is verified. Um, the hack of the of the phone in the 4chan community is not yet verified. The fact of the matter is, uh, is Hunter's computer is a treasure trove of information. And my concern about the way the Treasury Department, Justice Department may be using suspicious activity reports is, uh, they'll certainly use them against Republicans, but we now have, we don't have equal justice. We have a two-tier justice system, uh, one that will uh, treat with kid gloves or cover up for Democrats and their powerful friends, the elite, and the rest of Americans. And I think we're seeing that big time with Hunter Biden and all of his uh, uh, very suspicious uh, transactions that uh, certainly Senator Grassley and I, we have the, bank, the actual bank records now. We've shown those on the Senate floor that show highly suspicious activity that I don't believe this Justice Department is doing enough to investigate and potentially prosecute. Do you know what structuring is in terms of finance? You know what this is? Um, this is something for which the government will come after small businesses. So structuring works this way, that if you make a bunch of deposits to your bank account of just below 10,000 bucks, so let's say it's your habit to deposit every month, 9,999 bucks or every week or whatever, or, or certain payments, 9,999 bucks. If you do that on a consistent basis, the government will come after you. They, can, they could actually come in and apply civil asset forfeiture to seize your monies. So you would, and the way this works is they don't tell you they're going to do it. They're, the banks don't tell you. The banks get a note, we're going to seize their money. The banks don't tell you. You go to pay a bill. Your debit card doesn't work. Your funds, insufficient funds, your credit cards don't work. You, you're panicked. You think it's you know identity theft. You call your bank. Hey, what's going on? Uh, well, we can't tell you. And then you get a note from the feds. We have seized your assets because you're structuring. 
Structuring is a way to avoid having um, the government track your monies because at a $10,000 withdrawal or or deposits, the federal government has ascribed to itself the, the self the right to know that. So if it's 9999 bucks, well, then they say, you're just trying to avoid that. And this has actually caused people to lose their businesses. There was a bakery, I believe it was in Michigan, that, that had to do this. Want to know why? Because their insurance company wouldn't insure any deposits above 9,099 bucks. They, they were basically a cash business. So they'd gather up the cash at the end of the day. If it was over 10 grand, they, 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 wouldn't, de- they, they wouldn't deposit it. If it was over 9,099 bucks, 9,999 bucks, they couldn't deposit it because then their insurance would be voided. So if they were robbed on the way to the store or the bank rather, they, they, they would lose that money. And it was a catch 22. Hunter Biden is receiving amounts of monies in, in the million dollar range. He's receiving millions and millions of dollars in payment from the Chinese Communist Party. Because if you're getting money from Chinese companies, everybody knows that doesn't happen unless it's coming with the, with the expressed permission of the Chinese Communist Party. So everybody understands suspicious financial arrangements. Yes. The timing of them, the fact that Hunter has no skills. He's a lawyer, but those skills are long ago gone unless you count, and this comes from the 4chan audio, rather video, unless you count arguing with a hooker about whether you have 2.07 grams of of crack or 2.09 grams of crack. That's a legitimate argument that there's video that appears to be Hunter Biden and a hooker arguing about that. Now, gee, I wonder why they're arguing about that. Because Hunter's probably paying for sex with drugs. So why did I start this with prayer? Because there's a poetic justice to the fact that Hunter Biden is being destroyed by that which is destroying other people's kids. That's a gross thing. But it reminds us of the Lord's direction that we pray for the least of these. If your kid fell off the path and it happens to great families, would you want us to pray for them? Would you absolve them? If your kid fell off the path, went down the drug route, ended up becoming a con artist and, and ruining people's retirement accounts and stealing from them or raping somebody, would you say, hey, my kids shouldn't be punished for that? I don't think so. You'd say, yeah, accountability. Would you ask for our prayers? Would you accept our prayers? I think you would. Joe Biden can't ask for our prayers because Joe Biden's not aware of God. Joe Biden has long ago, long ago turned his back on God. I don't know that he can ever himself accept the Lord because he's convinced himself that he gets to negotiate with God. That because he gets to be the figurehead, he's sort of a God. He gets to negotiate with God. But the other reason is because it is so evident 
that the Bidens are the most dysfunctional family, perhaps in the history of politics, maybe even more so than the Kennedys. There is a, a piece that goes into great, excruciating, horrible, difficult, awful detail by Maureen Callahan in the New York Post about this family. Joe Biden, as his former daughter-in-law recounts in her new memoir, comes on strong. There's no surprise to anyone who's read the allegations of sexual inappropriateness against President Biden or seen the multiple videos and photos of creepy Uncle Joe with women and young girls sniffing their hair, massaging their shoulders, pressing his forehead against theirs, grabbing them by the arm or kissing them on the lips, pulling them in close for a full contact hug. Betsy DeVos, in her new memoir, is the latest to claim unwanted forehead-to-forehead contact. She was in a wheelchair at the time, recovering from a bike accident with nowhere to run. It was gross, and it was also a feeble attempt to intimidate me, she writes. But no left-leaning outlet otherwise hyper-attuned to such violations seems to care. Nor has much attention been paid to that first meeting between Hunter Biden's ex-wife Kathleen Buell and Joe, as she writes in the newly published book, If We Break. Joe, then a stranger to her, put his hands on my cheeks, looks me in the eye, his nose almost touching my own. Honey, he said, my boy tells me he loves you, so that means I love you too. Understand? I love you. Joe's instant intimacy, Buell says, was a lot. I honestly didn't know what to do with it, she writes. Who would? Pausing from her piece. Name for me the decent man who does that. Find me the God-fearing man who does that time and time and time again. Find him for me. Find me in, even even in what, what they pretend to be secular society, find me a man who gets to walk around the workplace doing that. I'm, I'm, I'm kidding here, of course, but try that at your job. I have known my CrossFit coach for going on two years. Today, she gave me what's called a tactile cue. And she put her finger up on my scapula. And she said, I'm only touching you there because you need that cue. <laughs> I said, coach, I think after two years, it's okay for a coach to jab a client. And she goes, I'm only doing that because I know you don't care to be touched. We're told as coaches, because, you know, I took the coach's training that you always ask before you touch a client, may I provide a tactile cue? Try this stuff in the workplace. Now that's the workplace. But of course, there's so much more to Joe Biden's habit of sniffing people and kissing little girls. Everybody who's ever watched this says it's creepy. The young girl who you watch in the video as Joe Biden reaches around and grabs her breast and she's 10 or 11, she admits, yes, he grabbed my breast. Yes, he copped the feel. Why didn't you say anything? Because he was the vice president of the United States. I would have been been ostracized. The reason I'm saying that we need to pray for Hunter Biden and Ashley Biden is because something terrible happened. Something God awful happened. Yes, 
Kids with great parents can fall off the path. I've seen it time and again. But Hunter and Ashley are the same. And they have the same bizarre habit. Guys, I learned a lot in our in our in our work in family and adolescent therapy. There is no kid who remains silent about being molested. Not a single kid remains silent. Even if they're silent. I'll explain. There is a process to things. Like with most things, there's a process. But sometimes we get so involved in progress or trying to make progress um, that it's that it's hard to break down the process. Um, I used to have a chief operating officer work for me. His name was Tim. And he had this saying, okay, let's put a process around it. Now, I was too young and I think um, maybe too immature to really understand what Tim meant by that. Let's put a process around it. For instance, you know what? Um, we need to be a lot quicker at understanding the number of listeners we have on the internet radio uh, platform per affiliate. And we need to get a lot better at understanding who's going to listen longest, et cetera. And Tim would say to that, okay, let's put a process around that. I would say, okay, you own the process making because you're the COO. So he would gather people together, get all the stakeholders. Okay, so who has this data? Who has this? Who can visualize this for us? And then he'd come back and say, okay, here's how we're going to get this done. It was a process. In terms of dropping unwanted fat from your body, what's the process? Okay, okay, I get it. Elementary, um, eat less than you burn. Elementary. Is that a process? Or is that a hope? It sounds like a fraction to me. I'll eat 80% of what I burn. It doesn't sound like a process yet. See, a process has to be repeatable, observable, falsifiable. It's sort of like science. Oh, that's right. So do weight loss, state of the art. They put a process in place. Step one, who are you? You talk to your nutritionist. Step two, what are your trigger foods? You disclose that. You guys talk and laugh about it because everybody has trigger foods. Everybody. Step three, they send you foods. Step four, they tell you what time to eat. Why? Because they've gotten to know your body. Step five, weigh-ins. Not, not, they don't care about your body mass index. That's a stupid number. They care about your body composition. Why? Because they're looking for the process leverage. What's that? It's the force multiplier in losing unwanted fat. What do I mean? It's the metabolic change. At some point, your body will begin to burn fat as fuel. That's the process they want. They're putting a process around getting to that. Then they continue to monitor that. What are they checking for? You should drop a specific amount of fat from your body every week. If it goes too high, they will slow it down. Otherwise, you'll boomerang and put it back on. If it's not going not coming off as quickly as they want. They'll talk about the process. Are you following the rules? Are you slipping? Are there things we can change to make it easier for you? They put a process around being the best at weight loss, losing unwanted fat. It's sotaweightloss.com, S-O-T-A, weightloss.com. So what I said was that kids 
no one actually remains silent about being molested. Now, you could say nonsense. Nonsense. I know someone who was molested and they've never told a soul. I didn't say told. The signs come out. I think the soul needs to speak through the body. I think the soul has been damaged. So the obvious signals to this are cutting or changes in behavior, changes in diets, desire to change one's name. That's a way of putting the, the damage on another person. Oh, I'm not that person. I'm this other person. The new thing for girls is that they will adopt a fake male persona that the gender jackers love and they make money off of that. And Mitch McConnell doesn't care. So it comes out in all sorts of ways. Sometimes it's masking behaviors. It used to be that girls who'd been molested would become ultra, ultra um, a promiscuous. And boys who'd been molested would become ultra aggressive these were the dynamics then. Now there's this escape hatch of pretending to be the opposite sex and the gender jackers who are selling that and Mitch McConnell who doesn't care. So it comes out. So the reason I'm praying and ask you to pray for Ashley Biden and, 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 and Hunter Biden is because something horrific happened. Back to this piece from the New York Post. She was talking about this encounter with Joe Biden's daughter-in-law where he basically puts a move on his daughter-in-law and effectively tries to lick her face. Hunter Biden's ex-wife. The encounter was a preview for the life with the Bidens, a family whose public image, that of a close-knit, well-adjusted family brought even closer by tragedy is at stark odds with realities. With reality. Not since the Kennedy has the mainstream media ignored such familial dysfunction, lack of sexual boundaries, hardcore substance abuses, the hiring of sex workers, leveraging of presidential access for money trails, um, uh, for money, trails of corruption, greed, and thirst for power that supersedes all. To get this out of the way, Donald Trump, of course, has said some pretty disturbing uh, stuff. If Ivanka weren't my daughter, perhaps he'd be dating her. This one example and has been accused of sexual harassment and rape. The difference is the mainstream media has treated every single one of those utterances and accusations with, all, with utmost seriousness. President Biden's adult children share a strange habit of leaving their most intimate communications, thoughts, and confessions where anybody can find them. Hunter hasn't denied the laptop as is. Ashley hasn't denied the diary is hers. They're telling. They're screaming. They're screaming about having been hurt. but they've got the money and the access to mask it. And they've probably got the threats. A figurehead who will push MRNA injections that will kill babies into babies. A figurehead that will launch truly for us a war of convenience in Ukraine a figurehead who wants babies killable after they're born. A figurehead like that 
displays a ruthlessness and a coldness. I'm not saying that there's threats to kill. But you don't think Biden could, the, the figurehead could turn everything off for Hunter? You don't think that the figurehead is protecting him? The 4chan video appears to show Hunter Biden gratifying his sexual desires on his niece, who at the time is a child. She, topless in bed with him, both of them apparently, according to the 4chan images, snorting the cocaine. And yet, protected. The information, the financial flow of information, or rather the information flow in the finances, protected. The same entities who faked heart attacks, that there were people staying in Trump hotels. And they're not even hotels that President Trump and his family own. They simply licensed their names. President Trump's family may have gotten the equivalent of 50 bucks, if that. And that's probably high. Every time someone stayed in one of the rooms. That same, those same parties can't be bothered to look at this. Back to this piece from the New York Post. So why isn't the media treating the contents about Hunter Biden as newsworthy? Hunter and Ashley take issue not just with their father, but with the media's fantasy stepmommy, the saintly doctor, quote, doctor, Jill Biden. Each writes of feeling like political pawns or liabilities, letting their father down, of anger towards their parents, ambition, neglect is a common thread, substance abuse, a problem Ashley and Hunter share. How much anger must these adult children harbor about their upbringing? It says something when in the midst of a hotly fought presidential run against a super controversial opponent, the campaign in which you run is a steady, experienced, moderate, sane, and above all else, compassionate. Your crackhead son decides to give a lengthy profile to the New Yorker. Hunter's openness extended to his lobbying days while his dad was in office of his privileged political science time with a living, living with a homeless woman named Bicycles. Mainly, we just planted ourselves on the couch and smoked a ton of crack. And it was affair with his dead brother's wife. All we got was blank from everybody all the time, Hunter told the New Yorker. It really hurt. Spoken like a true addict with an axe to grind. Maybe, just maybe, a vendetta against his father. Why else open up to one of the left's most unimpeachable outlets? Why else open the door to a former Obama aide telling the publication what a liability Hunter was? On the loose, the Obama aide said, undermining his father's message. Really, it's enough to make you think that Hunter and Ashley Biden are trying to tell us something. They are trying to tell us something. Horrible things were done to them. We know about Ashley Biden. From the piece again from the New York Post. The Ashley Biden diary is the most recent example of a blanket media blackout. A 2019 excerpt going back to uh, viral two weeks ago. 
read, read this and defend it as not newsworthy. Was I molested? The author writes, I think so. I can't remember specifics, but I do remember trauma, hypersexualized at a young age. I remember being somewhat sexualized with Carolyn. I remember having sex with friends at a young age, showers with my dad, probably not appropriate. She also wrote that she was in treatment for sexual trauma. There's so much more to this and it's linked in the show notes. And I do think we need to pray for both of these adult children for all the reasons I'm stating here at the same time as we demand accountability because there must be accountability. And at this point, with the way the party is locked up and and have you heard Mitch McConnell bring any of this up? Kevin McCarthy, the rock-ribbed Christian conservatives that they are, bring any of this up? Nope. Are they gonna? No. Not a chance. Not a chance. Ron Johnson will, but not those guys. Hey, the uh, fact of our finances, um, I have a litmus test. The litmus test is, do you ever have trouble not thinking about, oh my gosh, retirement's this far away? Does that ever trouble you? Have you found yourself thinking more and more often or having in your minds the amount of money that you have and, and, and getting a little bit nervous? Well, stop. First of all, what, what, who can add one more day through worry, right? The Lord Jesus is there and you can't add one more day. And we're storing up treasures in heaven, I would hope. And take wise counsel. Simply get in touch with Bulwark Capital Management. They're at 866-779-RISK. They're 100% focused on risk management. That does not mean that they do not seek upward gain for you. They do seek profits. They do seek to grow your portfolio. Of course they do. But risk management means without the bottom dropping out. It means being properly hedged. And you can hear Zach every single Friday on this program. I'm very, 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 very gratified to work with Zach because he's a truth teller. Now, if you don't have those feelings and you're locked and you got it completely taken care of, let me just ask you this question. Did you see every one of the financial moves coming in the past two weeks in detail? Again, wise counsel. Get in touch with Bulwark Capital Management and get a portfolio review and talk with them. They may come back and say, hey, you've really done a great job on your own. Maybe there's some things we can help you with. They may come back and say, you're exposed in the following way. They may say, hey, you know what? Here's how our fund is done in comparison to how you've done. Give you a side-by-side comparison. That way you can make a reasonable decision based upon facts. All right, so here's how to get in touch with Bulwark Capital Management. It's 866 866- 779-RISK. That's 866-779-RISK. Or you can go to knowyourriskradio.com, which is also where you can get Zach's podcast and radio show. Investment advice can be given without a client services agreement. Bulwark Capital Management is an investment advisor, representative of Trek Financial LLC and SEC registered investment advisor. I did it. I'm trying to get better at reading that uh, government's prescribed thing so that so, so people could understand it because I have to. But I like to be able to read it like those guys do at the end of the pharmaceutical ads. May cause your children never be loved children. May cause your kids to die. MRI injections. Might make your kid look like Bill Gates. Things like that. For all these reasons, 
I ask us to pray for Hunter Biden. For all these reasons, I ask us to consider Hunter just a, a more connected version of any other drug addict who is also sex addicted. I also ask us an, oh gosh, is this hard? I also ask us, and I want to say us, I'm being legitimately inclusive. I am asking myself to do this, to try to see the face of God in these two people. I mean, Ashley, it's easier. She's just a victim. Hunter victimizes. But what did we just talk about in how people respond to molestation? Ashley describes herself as a sex addict. In fact, in her diary, when she's in treatment, she says something to the effect of, I'm literally in heat. I know that this is my, I know this is my problem. I know this is what I'm in treatment for, but I'm literally in heat ready to have sex with anybody. She says, I, I understand this is a bad coping mechanism, but it's the one I have. What's, what's Hunter Biden doing? He's paying for five or six prostitutes at a time. There's a picture on the 4chan phones that, that again, not confirmed, that appears to show Hunter Biden with preteen girls, all of them touching his naked body with their feet. I didn't say he shouldn't go to prison. Hunter Biden, if, if 5% of this stuff is true, Hunter Biden should go to prison for the rest of his life. And he can still be redeemed there. If we do not pray for these adult children, we run the risk of being the opposite in the bad way. <laughs> The, the, the bad in the opposite way to what the mockingbird media has become in defense of Joe Biden. You ever see a family where they won't get rid of the molester because the molester is the breadwinner? I have. I have. I've seen it. I watched it. Well, but he brings home the money. It, it, I, I, I've, I've heard the conversations. I'll tell you about one in a second. This is the media. Poor Joe Biden. George Wallace, the Democrats step back and say, whoa, 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 that's too hot. You're being too divisive. Uh, and then turn around a few months later and say, he's not being forceful enough on the urgent uh, uh, threats to democracy uh, that we're facing. So he's, uh, he's damned if he does, uh, and he's damned uh, uh, if he doesn't. As I wrote in the piece, uh, the problem is not uh, Joe Biden. The problem is, in addition to the fact that Joe Biden could literally change the last initial of his first name to be Job Biden, given everything that's fallen <laughs> upon his shoulders, inflation, a global war, global inflation. But with regard to the left of the Democratic Party, how is it that the president of the United States, we're talking about the, the, the sad, the tragic news out of Japan, Abe being 
shot and killed, assassinated. How is it that a president of the United States who speaks quietly to world leaders around the globe, pulls them together in unifying, in a unifying aspect to c- uh, combat the uh, Russians and the war in Ukraine, gets very little credit for... Con- Biden's about two years in. He's having some problems uh, economically with inflation that, of course, Again, I, I, I saw Colin today talking about inflation being uh, the, uh, Joe, Joe Biden's fault, which is, of course, hilarious considering Donald Trump had the, the biggest deficits, the biggest debt, the most bloated budgets uh, in American history. People feel a certain way right now, voters and Democrats. The, it, more than I don't think there's ever been more of a right brain reaction to what's going on in the world, right? When you put together guns, when you put together the insurrection, when you put together Roe v. Wade. And somehow... Biden has not been, even if the words are there, you can try to transcribe them and look at them, has not been able to translate the feelings that people are having, the combination of outrage and fear and worry. (laughs) I'm sorry. It is funny on one end. It's befallen him. He's bringing world leaders together. No, he's not. It's also... A replay. I was in a parental support group. I took training um, to support families whose kids have borderline personality disorder. And I did this because of our experience in teen and adolescent therapy that I found this dynamic. I found that, that, that phenomena of BPD really interesting. And I wanted to be able to help other families. And so I took this uh, course, this uh, six months, bunch of online stuff and then tests. And we did a, we had an encounter with a woman and her daughter and her daughter was largely recovered from borderline personality disorder. It's a myth that it can't be overcome. That's a myth. Proper treatment, CBT and DBT, it, it can be mitigated. And they had the most chilling conversation. The mother admitted that she knew her daughter was being molested. And the way the mother put it at the time, she said, I justified it because it only happened occasionally. When he was drunk or super stressed, or when he and I weren't doing well. And she said some very specific things physically that he never, and I know that he never did this, just quote, just this. And she said, I know now that that, that's no difference. I I know now that was a terrible, uh, evil, horrendous thing I let happen to my daughter. And the girl, young young woman, said that the, the advent of her splitting that's not a personality split. That's a very rare thing if there's ever been multiple personalities. It may have happened once or twice, but very rare. The splitting is um, th- you lose the ability to see people in shades of gray. That's it, th- The way someone last treated you is, is what they are. So if your mom said no to you, she's bad mom. If she said yes, she's good mom. She ascribed her splitting to what she had to do in her mind to feel safe at home where she wasn't safe as a nine, 10, 11 and 12 year old girl, she had to say, okay, if dad left, we'd have no money. 
if dad left, my mom would fall apart. My mom's an alcoholic. My dad keeps her out of the hospital. Um, if dad left, I wouldn't have horses. And this only happens occasionally. And my mom has told me I'm not the only one. Other family members got whiffs of this. Because she was a little girl, she talked to cousins. And in the therapy thing, they came to admit that, that most of the family knew. But... Other than that, he's such a good dad. Hogwash. He was an evil man. He died before he knew the Lord, and I'm sad to say that I'm not sad about that. He got what he wanted. Hunter Biden should be in prison. Joe Biden should be in prison. The people who run Joe Biden should be in prison. The people who are protecting the people who run Joe Biden should be in prison. Ashley Biden, where should she be? We are asked to treat as we would the Lord Jesus, the least of these. Ashley Biden and Hunter Biden are the least of these. I'd heard it said by many pastors of late, that if you're not uncomfortable with the sermons from time to time, it's likely that your pastor is not in the Bible. What kind of God would we have if he didn't challenge us sometimes? Hey, I'm the one who had to do the show. I feel like I need a shower. This is the Todd Herman Show. Please go be well, be strong, be kind. And please do give us some feedback on shows like this. And I do ask you, please go with God.